You're listening to The Goop Podcast, made possible by our friends at Cathay Pacific. A coworker recently got back from a once-in-a-lifetime kind of trip to Japan. For her honeymoon, she started off in Tokyo and then did a tour nearly around the country, covering some impressive ground. The longest leg of their trip was, of course, Los Angeles to Tokyo, but they flew Cathay Pacific and said it was pretty amazing. If you haven't traveled with Cathay Pacific before, they're an international airline based out of Hong Kong. Every week, they have about 100 flights going to Hong Kong and even more to Asia from the U.S. and Canada. One thing that's cool about Cathay Pacific is that they have one of the youngest airline fleets, and they continue to invest in new planes. The surprise of walking onto a newer airplane when you're boarding for a long haul is one of life's small pleasures. And if you happen to be flying out of Washington, D.C. or Seattle this spring, spoiler alert, they'll have Cathay Pacific's brand new Airbus A350 planes. Cathay Pacific is running a deal for Goop podcast listeners now, where you can get 5% off flights from the U.S. to Hong Kong and Asia. Book between January 31st and May 31st to travel this year. It can be an economy, premium economy, or business class. Just head to CathayPacific.com US and use promo code GOOP2019. Okay, it's me again. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've listened before, thank you and welcome back. Every Thursday and a bunch of Tuesdays coming up, Goop editors will be sitting down with thought leaders who are pushing boundaries in their fields. We'll talk to doctors, creatives, CEOs, and relationship experts. You'll hear me interviewing some of the people I admire most in this world. And you'll also hear a lot from my chief content officer at Goop, Elise Lunin. I love listening to Elise's interviews because she asks the smartest questions and really just listens. I learn a lot from the guests she talks with and take away something tangible from every single episode. Today's guest is Dr. Nigma Talib, an incredible naturopathic doctor and aesthetician who splits her time between London and Los Angeles. Appointments with her are fascinating because she can connect what's happening with your skin directly to your diet and then help you fix it. Our chief content officer, Elise Lunin, sat down with Dr. Nigma to talk about her approach to gut health, skin care, and the aging process. Aging is beautiful. You, you know, it, there's, you know, there's something about having those gorgeous expression lines, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's what makes us all unique when we're smiling and, you know, we don't want to suppress that. What we don't want to do is prematurely age. Mm-hmm. And that is something that, you know, can be prevented, you know, aging gracefully versus prematurely. That's my motto. Now let's get to Elise and Dr. Nigma Talib. Okay. So Nigma, take us back to the beginning. How did you become a naturopathic doctor? What's the difference between a naturopath and a naturopathic doctor? Because I know there's a difference and I don't actually know what it is. And then how did you, why did you then become an esthetician? Yes, it's a long story. It goes back to when I was a a teenager and I had lots of digestive problems. And my parents took me to every gastroenterologist and, you know, the cop-out diagnosis was IBS, which is kind of BS because that's not a good diagnosis because what is IBS? So irritable bowel syndrome. So what I did was I ended up seeing a naturopathic doctor. My dad was very cutting edge back then. He would make us tofu stir fries and, you know, healthy things. Like back in the 80s, that wasn't something. Where in the world was this? 
So this was in Florida, believe it or not. And then we were visiting Vancouver. And so my dad researched naturopathic doctor and I saw a naturopathic doctor in Vancouver. Then I ended up moving there and he got to the root cause of my gut issues. So we looked at food intolerance. We did a, a stool test to analyze my microbiome and see who was living in there and who shouldn't be living in there. And then once I got on the program, within three months, I was literally 100% better. So after years and years of, you know, it was really debilitating because as a teenager, it affects, you know, when you have digestive problems, it affects your skin, it affects how your energy levels are. Um, so it, it was, it made such a huge difference to my, even my mental health, my physical well-being, everything changed in three months, which was, that was the reason that I said, okay, I want to be a doctor, but I want to be this kind of doctor, a doctor that gets to the root cause of illness. So is naturopathic, being a naturopathic doctor, is that equivalent in some ways to being more functional? Do you go to medical school? Are you just working within the world of herbs? Can you prescribe? Really good questions. Um, A lot of people get confused what a naturopath versus a naturopathic doctor is and sometimes don't name It's a naturopathic doctor. We go to medical school, naturopathic medical school. So it's an eight-year program, including your undergrad. So most naturopathic doctors are accredited in North America. So, you know, uh, Vancouver has a school, an accredited naturopathic school. Seattle, Bastyr University Mm -hmm. is another naturopathic school. And yes, we function as functional doctors because we get to the root cause using cutting edge testing, which is really, really important in getting, finding out why a patient has dysfunction. Mm -hmm. I love that you're, I'm going to misquote it, but I love that your book starts with the line, how many poops did you make? Is that (laughs) what it was? Like how many times have you pooped today? I know. It's a question I ask people every day. I was just chatting with some of your colleagues and I was like, can you tell me what your stool looks like? (laughs) Sorry, I haven't met you before, but she asked me a question about her skin. So I asked her a question about her bowel movements. Which is just so... Funny, because I know you guys can't see Nigma, but you're like this stunning Indian woman. He's incredibly well-dressed and talking about people's <laughs> intestinal content is surprising. <laughs> well, you can't go wrong with a good bowel movement and a good pair of high heels. Those are my two <laughs> must-haves. <laughs> there you have it. Okay, so let's talk about, and I know then, I know your practice is also primarily focused on aging, beauty, skin. So, and obviously you bring it all back to the gut. And I love your sort of way of codifying what you see going. It's gluten face, wine face, dairy face. And sugar face. And sugar face. And it's not a sweet face either. No. So what, like, can you take, like, let's go through them one by one. What is gluten face? So I created these names because I kept seeing people with these different faces and it would work out what they were eating. It would, they would have this face. So gluten face basically is like a puffy, swollen look. You know, when you have, I don't know if you eat pizza, but if you eat pizza the next day. I have children. Are you kidding? I eat way (laughs) too much pizza. You don't look like you eat pizza, but um, <laughs> the next day you've got that kind of bloated face. Like you, you look like you've gained weight literally within hours after eating pizza. It just causes a bloating. And that to me, I created that as a gluten face because that's like inflammation. 
mm-hmm. happening once you eat gluten. It happens in the gut and it translates to the skin quite quickly. So that's gluten face, kind of like a puffy face. We'll call it puff face. And then dairy face is you get the dark circles under the eyes, the puffy eyelids and, you know, acne as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who eat dairy, you'll see that kind of darkness under the eyes and, you know, even acne could be like anywhere. It's one of the worst things for people who want to get rid of acne if they're eating dairy regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, sugar face. Sugar face is a really interesting one because it. I would say it would be the worst out of all of them almost because sugar causes so much damage to the body and it causes acne, causes redness in the skin. It also causes your skin to sag. So just remember, sugar causes sagging and that will prevent you from eating it, I guess. Um, <laughs> And then we have wine face. Wine and sugar face are a bit similar because wine is like sugar because it ferments in the gut and it causes like sagging of the skin, also like deepened nasolabial folds, redness in the skin as well. So those two, sugar and and wine, are similar in that way. So when someone presents to you, are they typically coming to you because they're having gut issues or they're aging too quickly or what do you call it? Digest aging? Yes. <laughs> um, where they're sort of unhappy with what's happening physically that's presenting or like what, what sort of, how does it break down between your patients? So a lot of patients come in and say, you know, I have bloating or constipation or diarrhea, you know, they'll mostly everybody, anyone listening to this out there will have had constipation, diarrhea, bloating at least once or twice in their life. So we're all suffering from gut issues Mm -hmm. and they'll come into hundred percent of the time. Everybody has something going on with their gut that they need to really tighten up. Literally the, the, the leaky gut problem is an issue. So people will come to me with a problem, but I will always trace it back to the gut in terms of any anything they're coming in to see me with. It could be a hormonal issue. We always have to start in the gut before we do anything. And so, and they'll in the same sentence say that, you know, I also feel like I'm in my 40s now. I feel like I'm aging quicker than I, you know, I can see a difference from last year even. And, you know, they want to do the whole inside out. And they know it's, in people are very aware of the fact that what you eat will affect mm-hmm. how you feel, how you look. You know, it's it's such an amazing awareness now that people are so aware of this. So as you mentioned, we've all obviously experienced all of those things. But when is it problematic? I'm assuming if you have like a weekend of constipation because you've been traveling, like not necessarily a big deal. But at what point is it something that you should that you need to address? Is it when it's chronic? When it's consistent. And that's the thing, you know, people get used to sometimes feeling a certain way and they don't know that they could feel better, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think when people get the taste of what it feels like to feel optimal, they, they quite often, you know, stick to it because, you know, most patients say, my gosh, I can't believe how much better I am Mm -hmm. from when I first came to see you. It's like unbelievable. You know, you go through the full you know, chief concerns they had coming in. I'll always do that after six months and go, oh, so how is this now? How, and you know, most of the time, all of the symptoms they came in with are gone. So, you know, people, people do stick to a plan once they see a result. Mm -hmm. So sort of in the process of tackling aging from the inside out, and, and I think it's like much, obviously, I think it's a much more positive way to think about it. Like how can you just help your body age 
a bit better, not necessarily stop aging. I think aging is so beautiful. And like, how can you celebrate it, right? So you're not, you don't feel like you're outpacing how you want to feel. You said that perfectly, totally. And we, aging is beautiful. You, you know, it's, there's, you know, there's something about having those gorgeous expression lines, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that's what makes us all unique when we're smiling and, you know, we don't want to suppress that. What we don't want to do is prematurely age. Mm -hmm. And that is something that, you know, can be prevented, you know, aging gracefully versus prematurely. That's my motto. And how much of it, obviously genetics is a big factor. And, and I like within the book how you're very clear, like there are certain things like you can, might be able to get away with and other things might catch up with you because I think it's confusing sometimes when someone's like, but I eat terribly and I have a perfect complexion. Like some things can't always be, be ascribed, right. To, um, there's just, some people have greater allowances, which is unfair, (laughs) but true. But so you start at the gut. Do you put everyone on like an elimination diet? Do you, is it essentially like get those four things out of your Routine. Get the no, yes, wine get the four things so out. Sad, Nick. Wine. I know. Why do you have to be the fun police? I know. I, I it literally it, but it does. When people come off wine, they sleep better. Like there's a lot that changes when you come off of these four groups. And again, it's not forever. This is like an, the eighty twenty rule. So I know you. It's loosely called not to fixate on the alcohol, but um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's wondering. <laughs> but Wine face, is that beer face? Is that vodka face? Is that tequila face? Are they all essentially the same once they hit your gut? So alcohol in general does really affect the gut gut negatively, but you know, there are cleaner ways of drinking. For example, tequila on ice is not going to give you as big of a hangover as wine in general, because it's, it's not fermenting in the gut as sugar as much. So, you know, alcohol in general is obviously not good for the gut when you overdo it. But I think, you know, a nice tequila on ice is, is, is a clean way of drinking versus wine. Oh, you, you guys heard it here first. (laughs) Margaritas for everyone. Well, no, not the margaritas (laughs) because they have sugar in them. So just tequila on ice, <laughs> the straight up. Fine, fine. I'm giving it to you straight. Fine. <laughs> if you're not feeling great, then the you know what's if you've never tried coming off these foods before, then it's a good thing to you know to do because you've never tried it before. So I always try things once at least mm-hmm. um, and see how it works. But this this coming off the four food four food groups, I always see results with patients. Literally. Yeah. I know you should never say always and never, but you literally see the results. Yeah. It's interesting. I try, I'm doing the clean program right now and I try to do it every couple of years in part because right now I'm sort of like a little, still a little over my normal fighting weight from having my second child um, a couple of years ago. It's just, (laughs) you look amazing. Well, thank you. I'm tall, so I I can hide it, but I like to do it. And also because I don't really tolerate dairy, but when I'm sort of doing whatever I want, I can work up my tolerance. I think I just generally don't feel, it's like, I don't feel amazing. So it's like a little extra cheese doesn't change that. So I like doing clean also, so I can prove to myself that I can stop drinking for (laughs) a protracted amount of time. So it's not my preference, but it, takes me a while after because I do feel amazing. And when I hit my system, it's like, oh, like you get sort of that immediate stomach ache, yep. which is 
a kind of a bummer, but it keeps me in sort of the clean family for a while. Like I find it takes me many, many months to get to a place where I'm like going ham on my kids' macaroni and cheese, you know? I just don't, I just don't want to do it because it doesn't feel good. It, it's, it's a really interesting, it, it, what you describe right now is a lot of people are feeling what you are saying mm-hmm. and it, you feel it immediately when you, when you deter and you're almost like, gosh, I'm being punished for this, but you can work up your tolerance. And, you know, I also find that it depends where you're eating the dairy in the mm-hmm. world and the gluten. Like when I eat gluten in it, Italy, for example, it doesn't affect me as much as when I eat gluten in America. It's very different, mm-hmm. the types of grains. So, you know, I know it's when so in true. Rome, right? <laughs> drink the wine, pasta. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what you do, like your work as an esthetician as well, and sort of what you, what do you, what's in your toolkit? I, I cannot wait to come and see you and just have you. I don't know what you're going to do to me, but I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, I have a lot of tools in my, you know, I, I might do... For for my first, are you asking in terms of skincare? Skincare or? and and sort of what you um like what's what do you use? What's in your toolkit? So we use um I have a, also a medical esthetician that works with me and we des- devise the Doctor Enigma method. So we start off with a really good cleanse of the skin. Where we'll use like a wet microdermabrasion to suck out, as we were talking earlier, literally suck out all the dirt from the skin. And I'll show you what comes out at the end, by the way. That's the fun part. I cannot wait. (laughs) And just like, you know, doing a really good um, extraction using the suction. I don't do like mechanical extractions because it's really hard on the skin, but it's a great way of getting rid of the blackheads and, you know, having the skin very clean. So then whatever you put in the skin, I'll infuse. Um, I created this um, serum that I infuse in the skin. It's got plant stem cells in it, has hyaluronic acid, and then I apply a little bit of jellyfish collagen in there as well. Ooh, jellyfish and, collagen. And it, yeah. <laughs> Jellyfish collagen is very similar to human collagen, so you can get a really good result with jellyfish. There are ancestors anyways, jellyfish. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> so it's a really, really good you know, treatment in general because it tackles, like it gets it cleanses and detoxifies the skin, and then you plump and push in all the amazing plant stem cells, which really help the skin. I just published an article in the Journal of Cosmetology on secondary plant stem cells and how it protects the skin from the sun. So if you're using a sunscreen, it's not good enough in terms of, you know, protecting your skin against the UV lights. Mm. You need something like plant stem cells in your daily serum so that it protects the skin in addition to the sunscreen. So that is something we infuse into the skin. We use different botanicals. LED is amazing. So we'll do an LED treatment and radio frequency. So radio frequency is great for lifting. And so the whole, it's kind of like a a step-by-step. And I I make it bespoke to different, obviously not everyone's going to get the exact same treatment because I might mix different botanicals for you. So if you have more redness or you have more, you know, your skin is plugged, blocked, then, you know, I'll use different, different, different ingredients for different, you know, skin conditions. We'll have more of Elise's conversation with Dr. Nigma Talib in a minute. In the meantime, let's talk about one of our partners. 
Travel content has always been a big part of the Goop brand, and I think it's the way a lot of people first discover us. They're planning a trip to, say, Vancouver or New York or Chiang Mai, and they come across our city guide for that destination, which typically includes hotels, restaurants, bars, cafes, shops, and things to do. And depending on the place, maybe a deep dive into the best spots to get sushi or go wine tasting or learn to surf. The great perk of working at Goop is that we get to go out and test these places for our readers. So the team travels a fair amount, and we've gotten to know our way around the airlines, like Cathay Pacific. Cathay Pacific is an international airline based in Hong Kong, but they fly all over. Now, Cathay Pacific goes to more than 180 different destinations in more than 40 countries and territories. If you're based in the U.S., they fly from Boston, Chicago, L.A., New York, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C., and I heard they're coming to Seattle soon this spring. They also fly out of Vancouver and Toronto, and of course London and elsewhere in Europe. From the US, Cathay Pacific has a little more than 100 flights per week going to Hong Kong and beyond, including 22 destinations in mainland China and a bunch more throughout Asia. I think a trip to Thailand sounds pretty nice right now. And so does this deal. Cathay Pacific is giving 5% off flights from the US to Hong Kong and Asia, Book between January 31st and May 31st to travel this year. It can be an economy, premium economy, or business class. Just head to CathayPacific.com slash US and use promo code GOOP2019. When it comes to skincare, I am big on exfoliating a lot. I use Goop's exfoliating instant facial every single day, even though the box technically says to do it just two or three times a week. I don't really wear makeup when I'm going to the office during the week, but I always wear moisturizer or face oil. And the other thing I do every single morning is drink Goop Glow. Goop Glow is our morning skin super powder. So in other words, it's a powder that you mix into a glass of water. The flavor tastes a little like oranges and a little like lemon verbena. I love it. We designed Goop Glow to be full of ingredients that support healthy, glowing skin. There are six potent antioxidants in Goop Glow. You've probably heard of most of them, like vitamin C and vitamin E, CoQ10, lutein, and zeaxanthin. Altogether, these antioxidants in Goop Glow are meant to reduce the free radical effects of the sun, pollution, and everyday stress. Topical skincare is great, but I personally don't think it's enough, which is why I like adding Goop Glow to my routine. The powder comes in cute little single dose packets. I subscribe to our 30 packs of Goop Glow, so I get my new box every month. And if I'm not drinking it at home, I'll throw a packet in my gym bag on the way to work out, or I'll bring a bunch of Goop Glow in my carry-on when I'm traveling for sure. If you want to try it out yourself, and I highly recommend you do, order one box of Goop Glow today and we'll include a second box on us. Just head to goop.com slash podcast and use promo code goopglow at checkout. That's goop.com slash podcast and use promo code goopglow to get your second box on us. Let's get back to our interview with Dr. Nigma Talib. 
I love that you do such a thorough cleansing because that's what my skin, I have, I have rosacea, I sort of have baby skin. And if I don't exfoliate it and really clean it, it gets so irritated. It gets so placky and then it gets so mad. And it's interesting because most dermatologists will have given me, when I was a child, it was the opposite advice. It was like, don't ever touch your skin. Don't touch it. Don't do anything. And so I think I was kind of suffocating my skin, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And when it gets clogged as well, your skin is like the largest organ in your body. So it, it could also be something of what's going on inside. But what I tell people is you need to do both diet, lifestyle supplements, and also you need to have face treatments. You need to have good cleansers because mm -hmm. not cleaning the skin, the dirt that gets trapped in the skin causes so many reactions in the skin. Mm -hmm. So that's why maybe your skin was angry because you never really were able to get underneath there and get the, the, yeah. the dirt or that's been trapped. And that what, what, you know, that causes more inflammation. Yeah. So cleaning the skin is so important. It's so funny. Rosacea is such a, one of those strange things that everyone sort of felt was connected to the gut. So it was like, well, it might be spicy food. Like right. it's one of those totally not random diagnoses, but frustrating ones where you're like, but just tell me what to do. And yes. no one, no one ever seems to know. Well, um, we're going to do a food intolerance test on you. Oh yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't feel like I'm that intolerant to most things. I'm from Montana. I'm tough. <laughs> what are things that you want everyone to eat? You know, one thing that I'm seeing in LA that I, I was surprised about, people eat a lot of raw food here. And, you know, the way I study Chinese medicine, it's so important to eat warm foods Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that they can be absorbed because it really dampens the spleen meridian in Chinese medicine. So I want people to eat more warm foods, you know, like soups that are very, very healthy, you know, to help your digestion. Because the raw vegetables and fruit are really hard to digest. Mm -hmm. So warming up your foods. I want people to eat more, you know, I make a lovely soup every Sunday. I'll do, I'll add a ton of vegetables and bone broth which is really good for collagen production in mm -hmm. your skin. And um, so I'll do something like that, and I'll eat that for, for the week. Yeah, I like to do that too. I like to make that sweet potato soup and Gwyneth, and it's all good. It's like a chipotle sweet potato soup. Oh, yum. It's really simple. Red onion, cumin, chipotle, sweet potatoes, and broth. And do you blend it or do you just... Yeah, you blend it. Okay. And then I just put it in jars, and I bring it to work... And, um, I agree. And, you know, I think I, I'm really interested in Ayurveda. Do you use Ayurveda in your practice? Do you know what? I, I just did a retreat with Ayurvedic, um, basically eating to my constitution and had all the treatments. We don't, as naturopathic doctors, study Ayurvedic medicine, but it's super interesting. It's, what, what's your constitution? So apparently I'm, I'm Vata. That doesn't surprise me. I'm Vata Kapha. Okay. Which I think makes sense. But essentially, you're not, I mean, I'm not ever supposed to eat cold food. No. No. And neither are you. That's for no. sure. No. Cold food is really hard to digest. And even in Chinese medicine, it sort of overlaps with how we, you know, as a naturopathic doctor, we learn traditional Chinese medicine. And it's so key at, you know, people steaming vegetables even. Just yeah. steam your vegetables if you yeah. want to eat. I was talking to these Ayurvedic doctors actually right before I started 
clean because I was going to add an Ayurvedic component to it. And they're like, so then you'll steam your salad. I'm like, I am not. I can't eat <laughs> salad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are limits. But they were like, just steam it. I'm like, that's just, that's gross. I'm yeah. not going to eat like wilted <laughs> steamed. But if you if you if you steam some spinach, <laughs> exactly, I could right? eat some steamed spinach. But it was funny because their it direct is... translation was like, "We'll just take that salad and then you steam it." I'm yeah, like, no, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't taste very good. I don't think. <laughs> but I I want like a healthy fast food concept that's more Ayurvedic and more warm rather than salad based and smoothies. Like I I struggle with smoothies personally because they're so cold. They are. Do you like? Do you do a smoothie? Do you have a smoothie routine? No, I don't really like. If I'm, you know, if I'm really busy and traveling, and you know, I might do a. I don't have a routine, but I might once in a while do a smoothie, but not often. It because because it's cold. Yeah, and you know, it's. I'll do like a bone broth for breakfast sometimes. That's that is really appealing to me. Yeah, I just warm it up and you know eat that. You know, and then I'll bring the rest in my thermos for work. And I just like eat that throughout the day. So, okay. Going back to the four faces, gluten, et cetera. Like, are there, are you okay with grains otherwise? Yes. I mean, there's some really healthy grains. So you, you can use amaranth, you can use millet. There's tons of amazing ancient grains mm-hmm. that are better for you. So definitely grains are, and it depends on the person as well. You know, like some people don't do well with grains. I know a lot in LA, people don't eat a lot of grains. And everyone's doing keto, girl. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's the thing. It's the thing right now. Everybody's doing that diet. I think, and that's a good point. You know, people are doing diets and instead of doing diets, just eat for what you know, you feel good eating. And people go into denial. They're like, you know, I, I'll eat blueberries and I'll be bloated after. Well, then don't eat blueberries. Right. You know, you, you, your body will tell you what it doesn't like. So and listen. So what do you think those signals are? So some of the signals are bloating, you know, gas, constipation, diarrhea. Those are all signs that the, the body is reacting to something. Kind of like a, a car. Think of a car. The dashboard tells you when there's, you know, you're low on fuel. Your body is also responding and telling you that, look, I'm eating this and I'm bloated. So the key is just to listen to your body and, and sort of have a think about how you feel when you eat something. Does it make you tired? Are you bloated after? Are you constipated? Did you get diarrhea within an hour after eating? You know, all of those things are really good signs that, you know, perhaps you shouldn't be eating that particular. And you think it can be within an hour? Like, I feel like things take so long to trap. My husband's one of those people who's like, I ate, like, that didn't agree with me. And I'm like, that's not possible. But that's possible? It's possible. Actually, within four minutes to four days after eating something, you'll get a reaction. And some people don't even know, right? So they'll have something four days ago and they'll have a breakout, you know, an acne breakout. And they're like, what did I eat? I've been so good the last two days. But whatever they ate four days ago could be manifesting and brewing and causing immunological problems in the body. And then it can show up on your face. So four minutes to four days. Interesting. I can't. I mean, I guess I understand the four minute, like the immediate anaphylactic shock, but now I'm going to have to go home and expl- and apologize to my husband. Because <laughs> literally... That's Does he his, feel it right away? Feels it right away. He needs like a full... I'm convinced he has like celiac or something. He needs like a real workup. Well, but send him in. Send him in. Do men come to you? Yes. Really? Lots of men come to me. Yes. Really? Yes. I mean, in London, I, you know, a lot of the hedge fund teams, they hired me out to treat all their 
top staff because, you know, they're really stressed. And you'd see in these, these guys, they were just like working hard, playing hard, and, you know, and I just had to sit down with them and, you know, get them on a plan. And yeah. once they started, men are great. They are great patients. And I'm assuming that it's a, not a deprivation-based plan. No. It's much more nourishing than that. All right. Let's, there are two things you mentioned that I want to... So stress. Yes. How, how does that manifest in the body? And is it as pernicious as we think it is? Is it worse? Well, this is a good way of explaining it, basically. They did a study with rats. Bless them, these poor rats. Group A, they were put in a maze and very stressful environment. And group B were put in like a spa type environment. They were both groups were fed the exact same diet. The group A, the rats that were stressed, actually we me- they measured them for leaky gut. And they all showed up positive for leaky gut. So mm. stress is one of the biggest contributors to gut problems. So it's not just what you're eating, it's, you know, it's your stress levels. And then the antidote to that is being incredibly impeccable about what you eat. Yes. I mean, I I, I do think it's really important that you'll see people develop food intolerances or develop, you know, like your husband when he eats something, he feels it right away. These people tend to react very strongly to stress. And when you lower the stress levels, you actually, these people can eat more foods. They're able to tolerate them better when the stress levels are, are taken care of, at least taking responsibility for your stress levels and, you know, trying to do some yoga or meditation or breathing, which all of you in LA do so well. (laughs) (laughs) And then you also, earlier, you mentioned hormones and I wanted to bring it back to that. So obviously, one of the primary factors, right, in skin and acne. How do you deal with with whether it's perimenopause and menopause or adolescence? Like, what what's your protocol? Like, what's your thinking around balancing hormones and regulating them? Well, I look at when there's an imbalance in hormones, I look at that as dirty hormones. It's like cleaning your hormones because you have different hormones that metabolize into really harmful hormones. Mm -hmm. And so it's about really cleansing your hormones in, you know, first of all, and it does start with your diet, but in terms of helping people with PMS or menopause, um, the first step is going to be the gut always. And then when you address the hormone issues or whether I'm putting them on bioidentical hormones or where I'm, whether I'm putting them on botanicals to write, I always start with botanicals first before I go to the bioidenticals. And if your your diet is your diet has to be really really good for you you know knowing what foods you don't respond well to making sure you're on probiotics and once you're having good bowel movements then i work on the hormones because then you can really get to the root cause of the hormone imbalance once the gut is clear and for you for horm- like normal hormone ranges are you using more of a functional range so if someone's like a little hypothyroid that matters to you. Absolutely. Because I know that that's coming from, you know, first of all, the adrenal glands, the stress levels. And so I would look at balancing the adrenal glands first before doing anything. Because mm-hmm. once you-, you support the adrenals, then everything, you know, they support 30% of hormone production. So you balance, so you would balance the adrenals, then deal with the gut or gut adrenals, Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Exactly. Gut adrenals, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. So how do you balance the adrenals? 
So I use testing first to see, like I'll do a saliva test to mm-hmm. measure like variations in cortisol throughout the day and also look at markers like DHEA in mm-hmm. the saliva and cortisol and see what the metabolites of some of the hormones are as well, estrogen, progesterone. There's different levels of, you know, there's two different kinds of estrogen as well that can contribute. One is higher, the toxic one is higher, then that means that person needs to really support their liver. So supporting the liver as well to help clear out the hormones, because the liver 100% clears estrogen. Okay. What about progesterone? Yeah, progesterone is 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 a, you know, progestation. So progesterone is what, you know, helps people with fertility issues, PMS, and it's used really really there's some really amazing results that I've seen with patients on progesterone, but again, you have to be really careful when you're dealing with hormones because people's hormone levels change. Mm-hmm. So you can't really keep people in the same hormone, you know, bioidentical hormones. You have to constantly retest and make sure that you know, they're not metabolizing these hormones in a harmful way. Yeah. So how do you deal, do you find that your patients come in and have completely realistic expectations where they, again, like sort of when we were talking about aging, they're like, I'm 40, I want to look 40, which in my experience, like 40 is amazing, right? 50 is amazing. Like I, there are so many incredible looking 50 year old women who look like Holy shit, like, <laughs> you know, 60, I feel like is the new 40 really in terms of aging, but it feels like a lot of women look eternally young. So when, but in a really beautiful way and like a very natural way, right? So how do you, how do you coach people in terms of what's realistic for them and sort of their weight and their skin? Is that something that you struggle with or is that easy. People are just, are just want to look like the best version of themselves. Exactly. People want to look like the best version of themselves. I mean, people, you know, there's, you know, the whole Botox and filler thing is, I think it's dying off. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are wanting that natural look. They want, you know, they don't, the over Botox and overfilled, it's, you know, it's not something that, you know, people want to do anymore as much. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that people want to look like a better just a better, healthier, natural version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's so achievable. And once they see it, you know, their friends see it, their husbands see it. The other day, my patient was saying, my daughter, my younger daughter said, mommy, you look younger, you know, because she was following the plan. Yeah. And she, she can't, you know, people can't believe how much food can, you know, bad food can cause you to age very quickly. It's, it's so incredible. And it's, isn't that wild? Because we give so much power to other things that we eat, right? So Medicine, much. et cetera. And so, yet like we're, it's like, how powerful can this plate of nachos really be? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I mean, food is medicine or it is a drug, you know, mm-hmm. it's one or the other. And, you know, it, you know, we're all self-medicating eating, you know, eating different foods. There's a whole psychology around it too, in terms of, you know, just enjoying food, being mindful. Like, you know, those are, I think, so important is to enjoy life and also not to be too extreme Mm -hmm. as well, because, you know, that, that it's more of like an 80-20 rule, as I was talking about, just trying to be the best that you can. But if you want that ice cream and you were craving it and, you know, you don't have it all the time, go for it. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, you want to enjoy life as well. Exactly. What's the point? <laughs> I know, it's true. What is the point? If you're going to look amazing, yes. right? 
then you should do whatever you want. Absolutely. At certain moments in time. Absolutely. And just be mindful. I think that's the key. Okay. So I'm still allowed some wine. Yeah, of course you are. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Negma. (laughs) Thank you for joining our conversation with Dr. Negma Talib. You can learn more about her work at healthydoc.com and check out her book, Younger Skin Starts in the Gut. Now it's AMA time. GP, if you could only own one handbag the rest of your life, what brand and style would it be? Sarah, that is such a difficult question. I have been a very loyal Celine handbag customer for years. And I have a couple of them that I have in rotation. They're, they've been incredible investment pieces. They have stood the test of years of wear and tear and travel. Although now that Phoebe Philo has left the house of Celine, I, I, I don't know. I may have to find a different solution. I'm open to suggestions. If you have a question you'd like me to answer here, send it over to Goop on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for tuning into the Goop podcast. We'll be back next week on Tuesday and Thursday. To keep up, just hit subscribe. And if you have a chance, please rate, review, and share with a friend. For more info, head to goop.com slash the podcast. <laughs>